0: This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at the Rat Hour Podcast. Check it out if you're into discussions about seasonal fruit, hard-hitting political analysis, and discussions about recent Marvel shows of which I cannot remember the name. Actually, just for you listeners, I'll give you a preview of next week's Rat Hour episode.
1: Dude, quit thinking about yourself for a change. Dude, I'm not gonna cave in. End of story, dude. dude. Dude? Dude! Dude! Dude,
0: dude,
1: dude, dude, dude. Well, I guess you've got a point there.
0: Okay, well, if you want to find out what that's all about, make sure you tune into the Rat Hour, part of the Tube Podcast Network. Okay, let's start the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three. What's up, everybody? We are a top three podcast and you are listening to the season one finale where we will, for the last time, for a little while, honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. Today's topic for the season finale is the top three coolest ways to get out of quicksand. Before we start, if you would like to support the show, please tell your friends. Uh, Actually, you know what? If... Uh, you're running into this problem where you try to tell people about a top three podcast and they run away from you. What you should do is set up some quicksand so that they get stuck. Then they can't run away. You tell them about a top three podcast and they, you make them promise you make them look you in the eyes and promise, (laughs) promise that they'll tell everyone they know about a top three podcast. And only when they do that and they say it like they mean it only when they do that, then you can use our tips to help them get out of the quicksand and continue on with your normal (laughs) life and pretend that that never happened.
1: Oh man, Dave, every once in a while, dude, you just fucking, you got to tickle me, dude. That's so funny. funny. Very on brand. Nice to done.
0: What you can also do is if you haven't yet, you can subscribe on your uh, podcast platform of choice. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, you can give us a rating and review, follow us on our social media pages, at a top three podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find those pages in the episode description. When we post our episodes, you can uh, tell us what you think of our lists. Tell us why we're wrong. Uh, Well, tell Aaron, Alan, and Bloodbath why they're wrong. Tell me why I'm correct. And you can leave your own top three in the comments if you want. We'll chat about it. Also, keep an eye on those social media pages for our uh, upcoming topics, and you can participate in the episodes. So, joining me today for our season one finale, episode number 20, I'm Dave Jackson. I'm joined by Aaron
1: Angle. It's something unpredictable in the time it right. I hope you have the time. Of your life. Remember that when they used to play that at school dances at the end? This is kind of like a school dance, guys. And As this is we the end, so. go on, <laughs> oh, we
0: man. remember what, what all the that? top threes we did together.
1: <laughs> Never mind. I don't got another joke. Dave, Dave, you're really bringing it in, dude, in the home stretch, man. And I love you for it.
0: Yeah, man. Well, we're just rounding into early afternoon here in Korea. It's like, I don't know, four in the morning for you guys.
1: <laughs> There's still energy out there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, also joined today by Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And fan favorite, the master of the quicksand, Bloodbath McGrath.
2: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the, the season broke him. <laughs>
0: uh, so. <laughs> um,. <laughs> All right, so our topic today uh, is again, it's the top three coolest ways to get out of quicksand, and this was this was Aaron's pick for a topic. So, Aaron, why don't you explain like the uh, like the scenario for everybody uh, before we start?
1: So, really quickly, I really wanted to do a top three like this because a lot of our lists are like pretty concise, and you know what I mean. Outside of like maybe like the Pokemon one, but I really wanted to do something that like, let us use like our imagination a little bit and whatever. Uh, But the scenario that I have set up personally is you are on an Indiana Jones-esque trek through the jungle, right? You're, you're, you're tiptoeing and all of a sudden you can't move and you're sinking. You are slowly going down. And at this point you are probably at like, you're like nips, like high up in the quicksand. (laughs) Uh, Last second effort what what do you do to escape? And uh, I, I want to you know at least point out from my point of view like I'm not doing anything super realistic like I'm using like my imagination. So a lot of the things that I'm going to say are just absolutely not practical ways to escape quicksand. Like I'm not going to be like, hey, just be patient, and use your cell phone. Like you know what I mean. Like so I. <laughs> but, but the the scenario that I have created at least in my head is okay. Things are getting serious. I'm not getting out of quicksand. What would be like the end of the movie, save the main character, like, cool fucking music, fireworks way to get out of there. Uh, so that is essentially the idea behind this podcast.
0: Right. And the 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 key thing here to avoid any uh, tomfoolery is that you're already in quicksand. So you can't be like, oh, my number one is to uh, check the map and note places where quicksand is likely to occur and avoid
1: those places. You can't do that. You're already in quicksand. So God, I, I, I am not excited for rat boys, like responses to this episode. Cause that it's going to be that three times. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: So yeah. Quicksand, um, many of us uh, grew up under the impression that quicksand was going to be in the top three things that we would have to worry about throughout the course of our lives. Uh, The, I don't, for some reason, movies and TV in like the seventies, eighties and nineties were all about just like, Oh fuck the main characters in quicksand. This is not going to go well. Like, and you know, as we know, quicksand is a, you know, I live in a big city. There's no quicksand here. So it's not really a concern for my life. And I assume that uh, I assume that none of us have ever actually seen quicksand even.
2: Nope. Nope.
3: I do know that uh, the places in the United States that you are most likely to find quicksand are North Carolina, Florida and New Jersey for su- for some reason.
0: Near the ocean. It's actually, like, it's actually like where most quicksand occurs is near the ocean.
1: It's all states that, that really like Jersey Shore. It's like the highest okay. amount of viewers for Jersey Shore.
4: All right. In all seriousness, like, so uh, quicksand is a real thing. I mean, yeah, I mean that in terms of like, I know that I'm sure that it exists, but I mean, it, what are we defining as quicksand? Like, it's a, it's a patch of sand that you like literally like sink in.
0: It's, yes, it's, that is what sand, quicksand is. it's sand mixed with water and like there's something going on with like the physics of it that I don't totally understand, but it creates you, you sink in as you would, you know, mud or something like that. But there's like a suction effect that makes it really hard to get out of it.
3: So so did you guys I don't know if you guys did any reading on quicksand, but there are a surprising number of academic journals written about quicksand. Yeah. Um. And it all has to do with fluid mechanics and soil mechanics. Right. Right. And like the stress that um, because of the ratio of soil and um, and water in the mixture. For some reason, under very little stress, it separates out. Yeah. And so you fall into it and then it compresses around it. And so it makes it really difficult, like Dave was saying, the suction effect. To then pull yourself out if you were just to try to be lifted out of it. Right. Okay.
0: So, uh, that being said, we can go ahead and get started with our lists. Uh, We're going to switch up the order a little bit for funsies in the season one finale. And Alan is going to go first. So, Alan, let's get your number three.
3: Uh, My number three way to get out of quicksand um, would be to tether myself to bloodbath for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so i I think that we'd just do it like with harnesses. um but i would I would be within twenty feet of bloodbath for the rest of my life. yep, that would that would be my number three.
1: And bloodbath <laughs> is a fucking like cart you man. <laughs> hey, bloodbath ba- blood would get you out of that quicksand like i've seen him wear shorts dude his legs are like fucking an nfl running backs legs dude
3: yeah no i mean uh, it's not going anywhere i'm 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 fine bloodbath is gonna get me out of there so good to go
4: <laughs> you make me sound like i'm a pack meal um, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yes bloodbath yes
4: you're gonna see me so many uh strange activities that i do and you're just gonna be like oh man <laughs> i'm like well oh man what do you think you're well, gonna see man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blood, bloodbath was
1: this close to saying something gratuitous about his sex life and pulled off because he didn't want his <laughs> wife to get mad at it
4: i don't know i i was gonna say how i like walk around the house when nobody's here and like uh take cotton swabs and like just like clean my ears like obsessively and then just like pile all the q-tips on the counter until somebody comes on my turn boy well
2: we we could do that we could do that together we'll just (laughs)
4: we'll
3: just short we'll just shorten the rope you know we can go to like a five footer if you want that would you know just chest to chest
0: yeah this is what best friends do And it would make uh, the logistics of podcast recording much easier.
3: Very true. Well, I have a better
0: microphone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Good pick.
0: Yeah, that's probably the most practical pick we're going to hear
1: today is to tether yourself to bloodbath.
3: It's definitely the most realistic one I have. So...
1: and here, and here's where it like it's like, okay, I'm cool with being the top three is because Alan, like, you know, he aforementioned, like, yo, dude, like, for the rest of my life. Like, not just if I'm yep. going on an expedition in the jungle, not this. Like, no, 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 no. The risk of quicksand is that important to where I will constantly <laughs> be within 20 feet of bloodbath, rain, snow, or sleet, dude, for the rest of my fucking life. Because I know that if shit came down to it, bloodbath would be there to save me.
4: Because he knows we're moving to Jersey at some
1: point. <laughs> anyway, exactly. he, wants, he wants to go on the <laughs> pier.
4: Now, Alan, there might be quicksand down there. Yeah, so Ooh.
3: we gotta put our harnesses on, man. I mean, we could take our harnesses off sometimes, I guess, you know. No, Alan,
1: stuff. Alan, you said for life. For life is for life.
3: <laughs> All
4: right. I call top bunk. You say it on the podcast and then you find out that like Aaron has like some sort of supernatural powers and like he like he's like some goddamn leprechaun who like keeps us <laughs> like committed to this bit for like all eternity. Like, you know, it's like you turn around and he's just like in your face, like, I don't know, you're not harnessed. And like, I don't know, you lose an ear or something like that. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that it would be like, I, I could like telepathically know, like maybe like you and you know Alan are in other rooms, and like Alan's like sitting down and like thinking in his own head, like, "Hey, like maybe this wasn't such a great idea being tethered forever." Like, there's not really a lot of, there's not really a lot of quicksand in here. And then I just open the closet door and walk out, and I'm like, "Now, now, Alan, remember, you did a blood oath, and a blood oath means forever." You have to explain have, it on dates. I have no <laughs> regrets. I have to use limericks.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, all right, Aaron, what's your number three? All right, my number three is being is bloodbath pulling me out of the quicksand with the blade <laughs> <laughs> with the with the, with the blade end of a broadsword. Okay, so like when I when I'm a, when I when I think of like the most badass thing in the world, right? I'm 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 out there. I'm get it's getting really close, man, you know. Bloodbath appears out of the jungle. By the way, it's nighttime and it's storming, right? And he has nothing else to get me out with except the sword that he that he brought there with him. So he takes the he takes the broadsword and he puts it out into the quicksand and he's pulling me out and the broadsword is like slicing my shit up like, right? So it's it's raining, it's storming, there's lightning. You can just see blood all over my fucking hands and I got to hold on for dear life or else I die. Like I have to go through this torment to survive right and then bloodbath inevitably pulls me out uh i also like this is like to me like the most metal way to like be pulled like to get out of quicksand and i just really 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 like the idea of just like like i said dark night stormy metal music bloodbath out of nowhere with a fucking sword for some reason and just having to like go through that sort of like fucking torture just to get out of it is just very fucking badass to me so uh my number 3 is being pulled out by bloodbath with the blade end of a broadsword.
0: Uh that's one of my least one of my least favorite like body horror tropes is like having having to cut your hand in some way. <sighs> oh boy
1: and and they use it all the time for like pacts and like shit like that like it is literally the one part of my body that i do not want to get slit on but to me again it's just so fucking i got nothing left aaron you gotta take the sword bloodbath just like fashion a rope real quick not aaron you're going quick man you gotta take the sword and i'm like "Ah, where did he buy that all right give me the sword and uh, yeah, I just thought that was like metal as fuck and would be like a really like, you know, I get home to like, let's say I live in Belize, right? And I'm talking to all the Belizean <laughs> girls and uh, I'm like, yeah, no, the only way I could get out was, uh, yeah, was by grabbing the uh, blade end of this sword. Um, here are the scars and, you know, just a good story to tell. Number three, broadsword.
3: I like, I like to think that that story alternatively ends where you find out that Bloodbath actually does have a rope just, like, attached to him because I'm <laughs> fucking tethered to him, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta grab a fucking sword. I'm tethered to Bloodbath.
1: I'm fine. No, but it's he, like... He, <laughs> he, Alan, he gives me the rope, and I'm like, no, no, use the sword. <laughs> no, he,
0: like... Bloodbath is like, hey Alan, you're 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 tied to this rope. Like, hey, how about we toss you in? You can like grab a hold of Aaron. We'll pull you both out. And Alan's just like, nah, he's like filing his fingernails or something like that. He's like, nah.
1: <laughs> he likes remembers the He remembers like one time in eighth grade when I wouldn't split something with him. <laughs> he's just like, mm, I don't know, bro. Like, you didn't need all them fruit snacks. Like, but also looking at his nails, like, mm, I don't know, dog, you didn't need all them fruit snacks. So uh <laughs> love give him the sword dude
4: and luck has it aaron i walk out of the house with the sword six out of ten times so there's a pretty good chance i'll have a sword that i can hand to you and you can lose all your fingers
1: yes i do i think that's very badass like yeah what what here's i'm gonna like justify like realistically is like if i'm on the brink of death and i survive i want the story i tell afterwards to be like Absolutely epic. Like, I had to go through a lot of trials to reach the end, you know, like the Odyssey or something. Just like that's just one other layer. Me and he got stuck in quicksand. Yeah, how'd you get out? Oh, just the most horrifically painful way possible. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's cool. And uh, that is actually true. Bloodbath, uh, I see him come out for his morning newspaper because people do that now. And uh, he has a giant sword every morning. Trapped no shirt. Back. One I saw, feel like Aaron. Two slippers. I feel like Aaron's sword. pick is
4: also i feel like your pick is also um uh, you know the equivalent of saying like uh dude chicks dig guys with like scars on their hands
1: yes so i though. saw the re i saw the replacements and then the replacements like they're kind of mantras like you know pain is temporary glory lasts forever and chicks dig scars so that left like a huge impression on me forever and yes are you saying like i let's let's say we're all single right like and uh you're just out trying to meet somebody you're not going to tell the story of how you escaped quicksand that's not going to be like a thing at the front of your round to be like all right i'm trying to th- make people think i'm cool
0: just saying dude it's an easy but, in but also here's how that story realistically goes you're at a bar you sit down next to a uh, a fine young woman and you go you want to know how i got these scars and, <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's and, no that's how goes, you would do it Dave. she goes no and then you leave her alone. And that's how that story goes. No,
3: Dave, no, <laughs> More is- realistically, she turns to you, sees that you don't have any fingers, and runs <laughs> away screaming.
0: No, no, yeah, he's see, holding I'm gonna- he's holding his drink with like with his wrists. And- <laughs> I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna Dennis Reynolds you here real quick, Dave. You don't bring up the scars, right? What you do is offer her offer to buy her a drink, right? Pull out your wallet to get some money and open your, your palm in her and you open your palm in her direction <laughs> so she notices that you have the scar and then she asks you about the scar we're, I I, think, we're, we're gonna do an errand system episode next
0: I think, uh, I think what would realistically Ask happen is you don't have any fingers so opening your wallet would be exceedingly difficult
1: why do you guys keep saying that of course I have fingers dude like do you know how callous my hands fucking are from like you know, holding glass all day and in masturbating and fucking playing the ukulele, like, like I'll get <laughs> out of that quicksand with my fingers. I promise. They'll just be like giant fucking like stigmata, like fucking slices across the palms of my hands. Stigmata. I'll have fingers. You don't. Don't you worry about my you fingers. So. They'll be there.
0: By yeah, the way, no, I like I'd how get,
1: I'd lose them. I'd lose them. I for like sure. how
0: uh, I like how both of the picks so far are very much centered on bloodbath being like my theme
1: yeah dave my theme tonight is like bloodbath is helping me with all of mine
0: okay (laughs) good um all right uh let's move on i'll i'll give my number three uh coolest way to escape from quicksand uh and my number three coolest way to escape from quicksand is to stay calm there is what? nothing cooler than maintaining your composure under pressure <laughs> flailing around is the, is the surest way to deplete your energy and uh lower your chances of survival and there is nothing cooler than realizing oh i seem to have found myself up to my nips in quicksand hmm. <laughs> better not overreact let me uh let me let me consult the survival guide that i brought with me on this trek you might guys remember those survival guides those like little <laughs> you're like luckily i kept guides? it in
1: my breast pocket because yeah of I, my uh,
0: I bought that when i was in seventh grade and i kept it because i am a well-prepared jungle traveler so that's my number three T-
1: Dave is, ah, man. Like I'm telling you, dude. Like you just like like only four people in the world find you funny, but we all think you're like top three funniest <laughs> people that we know. Yeah, that's
0: why I picked you guys to do a podcast with me. Although there's nothing. Let's go. There's nothing funny about a life or death situation out in the jungle when you're possibly by yourself and Bloodbath is uh busy sharpening <laughs> his sword or something like Not that. Miraculously, there.
1: Here's what I'm gonna say, guys. No matter what the situation that either of us come up with with any of our answers, we all, in order to survive, need to maintain our composure. Think about it.
0: You know And what remember I mean? that bloodbath is on mostly, his way. Mostly
3: just bloodbath dog. Right. <laughs> just, you, know?
1: just, you start, like, you pull out, like, a flute and play the summoning bloodbath song. <laughs> <laughs> The summoning Bloodbath wow.
0: song is the opening chords to Blitzkrieg Bop and Bloodbath's <laughs> just sitting at home and his, he's like, his ears suddenly perk up and he's like, oh shit, Dave's in trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's like Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Where's Dave, boy? What happened to Dave? Did he fall in quicksand? <laughs>
1: ah, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, he did, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my sword. Yeah, you do that.
0: Bloodbath Bloodbath just, like, yells over to Jamie in the other room. Jamie, it's time. I have to go. I shall return.
1: (laughs) Ready my jet ski.
0: (laughs) Ready my fan boat. (laughs) Uh, All right, Bloodbath, what's your number three?
4: Uh, My number three would be that if I were to find myself up to the nips in quicksand, I would stay calm because strapped to my back at all times when I leave the house is a parachute. And also strapped to my back at all times is a giant fan. And I would <laughs> play the parachute, turn the fan on, and as it creates a windstorm behind me, it would pick me up It pulled me out of the quicksand, and I would fly away to safety, because I am indeed the fan man.
1: (laughs) Let me ask you this question, uh, Bloodbath. Like, where, anywhere in the world, where do you think would be the most badass place to land after that journey?
4: (sighs) Newport, Kentucky.
1: (laughs) Right on top of the aquarium, bro. Right on top of Johnny Rockets, dude. Good call.
4: Yep, that's uh, that's my game plan. Big fan, big parachute. I get lifted out of the quicksand. Uh, I all the way, fly uncontrollably. All the way Jersey. The yeah, you know, I mean, can't be more than like a two-hour flight by air, you know. Um, but in fairness, I don't think I have any control over the direction that the fan and parachute combination drag me across like it's really up to the wind i'm probably
0: gonna go the
1: they've been there your whole life you know how to control these things perfectly by this point
0: bloodbath have some confidence mm. you are bloodbath mcgrath you are gonna safely glide down into an outdoor seat at a cafe with a cappuccino and a fucking like, <laughs> <croissant> <laughs> and a... Back,
1: like waiting for him
0: yeah yeah it's been waiting for you this whole time
1: like he he called the restaurant ahead of time told them to put it at this specific table at this specific time so like it's still hot <laughs> That's he's funny. on the
0: phone and they they say oh, oh well what what time will you arrive sir and he licks his finger and checks the wind as he's floating <laughs> yeah. through the sky 2 uh,
1: 30 p.m by air yes,
0: yes. precisely 2 30 p.m not 2 30 and 10 seconds
1: 2 30 p.m <laughs> have your finest cappuccino
0: uh, all right. Let's move into number twos. Alan, what's your number two? Uh,
3: my number two would be to smash through the stone wall and head into the dark forest and then make my way up to the shrine of the silver monkey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and to beware
1: nice. the temple guards, right? Hell yeah. No, he's got <laughs> a full
4: pendant. He's fine. Yeah, I should be okay. You know, you Alan guys, paid attention during the story. He got the full pendant. He
0: yeah, kicked absolutely. ass during the temple games. <laughs> Alan was over to taking notes and shit while, while Olmec was telling the story.
1: Here's the problem I always had is like, no matter if you had a full pendant or a half pendant, they took everything you got like the first time. So it's like you earned you earn like a pendant and a half, and they're both worth the same amount when it comes to a temple guard. That, that was always so nuts to me.
3: <laughs> no, you got to find... They put the half pendant in there. You had to find them if you got a half pendant.
1: Fair enough. It's like It's you been had, you had to, forever. I've destroyed... I've pickled my brain with tequila sunrises. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, uh,
0: Alan has... In this scenario, Alan probably is tethered to Bloodbath, so he's making his way through the temple, <laughs> and Bloodbath is just beating the shit out of the temple guards, and Alan is walking through totally unmolested.
4: Dude, I'm telling you well, what, where I've been re-watching old episodes of that show, and, like, those kids freak the fuck out with those temple guards. I'm just like, Hell yeah. they're they just do, a they college It's just a college student home, like, during the summer like trying to get a credit for their like drama program like they're not going to do anything to you and on top of that too like why the (laughs) fuck did those kids have such a goddamn Trump such goddamn trouble with the shrine of the silver monkey like it's three pieces how can you guys not figure it out i
0: actually remember uh reading about it it's because if you watch the episodes like some of them have trouble putting the parts together in the right order but oftentimes they do it in the right order and it's just cheap ass like sensors that don't always yeah it doesn't work they can't get the head down right
1: it's so weird
0: Yeah, it, and it, it's legit, like, the props were just super fucking cheap, and they used the cheapest sensors they could find, and they don't always register what they should. But sometimes the kids are like, oh, the head, yes, that goes at the bottom, of course.
1: Clearly. Yeah. Like a centipede. <laughs> Shout out to the orange iguanas, though. Dave Wait. had an orange iguana shirt in high school, and it was awesome. Yeah, orange
0: iguanas. Uh, did you guys see the new movie they made? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, they made
1: a movie. Yeah, like well, in the, the last was few was years, rocking
0: it. Ugh, I, I the fucking wish. It. Bloodbath. Did you see it?
4: I didn't watch it, but I know that it exists. It's uh, like the plot is like they find the set of the TV show or something, and it like comes to life. Like Omec's oh, a real thing on a TV show <sighs> or so. I don't know. I didn't watch <laughs> Wayne it. Wayne Brady.
1: Like... Wayne Brady is all Mac. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple the movie uh, came out this year 2021 is there
1: anybody famous in that no no no. so there's Uh, a there's a new new Legends of the Hempel
3: TV show the movie came out out in 2016 it looks like yeah And the plot is that three three siblings who break away from a lackluster temple tour in a jungle find themselves immersed in a real-life mission comprised of obstacles that they must complete in order to escape alive.
2: Yes.
1: I I hate us as a species so much. Is anybody famous (sighs) in it? Uh, yeah, dude, The Rock Rock plays
0: all the characters, it's like an Eddie Murphy thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What would be very funny is The Rock playing Olmec, right? Like, that's kind of cool. I mean, I hate him and he sucks, but The Rock is great because Olmec's made of rock.
0: Oh, dude, Kirk Fogg was in the movie. Good Good for him, man. Kirk Fogg came back to, to play himself,
1: got himself another paycheck. Hell yeah. He, he, like, played a ghost of himself who actually died, like, on set, and he's there to, like, help them get through the temple.
3: Oh, I bet he was the tour guide.
2: Yeah, he was
1: probably the tour guide.
3: It looks like he played himself.
0: Yeah, he played a, he played a fictionalized version of himself. Which, <laughs> which is just, like, was him. The best Easiest acting role, just like, hey, you're yourself. Just go, you you remember how you are. Just go do
1: that, and we'll
0: give you a paycheck.
1: Bring oh, the yeah. khaki shorts, and uh, we'll buy you dinner or something for this. And he and he's like, oh, thank God, I
3: haven't worked in fifteen
4: years. It's fictionalized in his mind because in this version, every time he would go to a bar and be like, so I'm the host of uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Would you like to see me naked? The girls say yes. Instead of in real life where he got restraining orders.
0: Instead of in, instead of in real life where they what? said, hell yes. <laughs> uh,
1: that's fog with two G's, right? Yeah, i mean in. That's
4: fog with three F's. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, Aaron, what's your number two?
1: Hey, my number two is that I am sinking in quicksand. And I'm about to go under. Bloodbath appears from the jungle and throws, <laughs> and throws me a can of that stuff they drank in Willy Wonka that makes them float. And then I chug it real quick and float my way out of the quicksand.
0: But you keep going into <laughs> outer space, right? And now, you just And you die.
1: No, I've thought about that, right? So what I'm also wearing... Is like weighted shoes and pants, <laughs> like Goku did in the hyperbolic time chamber. Right. <laughs> and uh, so, as I notice that the effect is wearing off a little bit, uh, I'll, I'll like slowly drop him and like get myself safely to the ground. Also, like, I don't know if you remember the movie, if you burp, you go down. Right. So, this is going to be the fizziest uh, possible Willy Wonka floating soda like imaginable. And uh, also, I lifting I'm gonna drink. Re- it's the fizzy lifting drink. And uh, also I'm going to have a couple of mountain Dewskies, uh just like in my breast pocket. And I'm going to chug a couple of them before bloodbath gets there. Like bloodbath is going to be there and he's going to help me. But bloodbath is, you know, he's slow on foot. Like, you know what I mean? He's got to carry like 16 or 17 sodas with him. Uh, but my number two is the Willy Wonka fizzy floating drink.
0: Good call. <clears throat>
4: Good call. I like it, Aaron. It's uh, whimsical and impractical in every way,
1: uh, <laughs> and not real.
4: Yes, and very much not real, as uh, opposed to
0: all of the other solutions that have been thrown out there by right. everybody.
4: <laughs> and yeah, uh, I don't know, man. That's a good, uh, good. Uh, that's a good one. Um, how would you get a hold of me? How would I show up there? How would I know that you need? soda
1: (laughs) well bloodbath i think uh we could go back to what we talked about earlier you have a lassie style sixth sense for knowing when your best friends are in danger like there's a reason that why bloodbath is the fan favorite it's not because of what he says or how he says it it's because the audience feels for bloodbath like right he they see themselves in him and want to be better because of him bloodbath you would know when i was in danger You'd have the sodas on. Hand. You'd have a backpack of those sodas on hand. You'd be in Raleigh, North Carolina, in fifteen minutes, dude. And like Dave said with his answer, I yep, just remain calm until right. you got there, brother. Started and chugging that, right, I would. chugging them dooskies, <laughs> and just wait for <laughs> you, dude.
0: And also, um, if if Bloodbath's lassie sense fares fails to go off. Bloodbath also has like a Spidey sense for whenever somebody somewhere is saying anything negative about the band Sonic Youth. So all you have to do <laughs> is say something bad about Sonic Youth out loud. Like for example, Sonic Youth sounds like sounds like a garbage compactor.
1: <laughs> and Bloodbath I will snap to attention like that Sonic Youth song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bloodbath will snap to attention all, and immediately realize that he needs something's happening. He doesn't know what yet, but he needs to be <laughs> where that comment occurred. And he'll bring his uh, he'll bring his fan. He'll bring his parachute. He'll bring Alan, of course, he'll bring his broadsword, <laughs> yeah. and he'll bring that uh, that magic floaty fizzy drink.
1: <laughs> and like his vinyl player to like remind me on the way back like why i was wrong about some- <laughs> like, like i'm just like you know mumford and sons are fine and bloodbath there in 14 seconds
2: you <laughs> bastard!
4: first of all see see I don't know.
2: you just don't understand this
1: anger doesn't carry over into the first of all
4: season. you don't understand the new york music scene in the early 1980s okay <laughs> so first of all you have to stop judging you know there's a context to what the music that's coming out all right
1: all
0: right i have a feel- I have a feeling that this was a bad idea and that this uh bloodbath's bad mood is going to continue into season two
1: it's definitely going to leak <laughs> over and i have this prediction he's going to become the villain and be really mean to me <laughs>
0: But not mean to me, because okay. I never said anything bad about the band Or, or
1: Alan. U. And Alan will say things next season that I kind of say, and he'll be way nicer to him about them than he was to me about the same thing that I said.
4: That's <laughs> just because I'm tired of saving your ass out of the fucking quicksand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bloodbath. It's like, you chose me as a friend. You have no choice now.
0: It's like, Jesus Christ, man. I pulled you out yesterday, and you, you're back in there today? Like...
1: And I'll just say something like, you know, early Sonic Youth was awesome, and you're like, okay, fine, I forgive you, let's go home.
0: It's like I had to take
4: you out of the quicksand yesterday. It's almost like you have to shit every five fucking minutes, and I had to get in a car and drive you to a location that you could properly shit (laughs) in. And you just won't stop shitting.
1: How could you you afford to go to New Jersey so often?
4: (laughs) 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 You're in New Jersey like every other week, bro.
1: Don't you work no more? (laughs) <laughs> yeah work in new jersey on my quicksand escape game
0: the jungles of new jersey that's right <laughs> uh all right i'm gonna give my number two coolest way to get out of quicksand which is to slowly wiggle your legs and remember not to struggle the coolest <laughs> way to get out of quicksand <laughs> There is nothing cooler than remembering that the sand building up around your legs is difficult to move in and that struggling will waste energy and that wiggling your legs creates spaces for water to seep in and break up that sand. Nothing cooler than remembering that.
1: <laughs> I, I just realized this is just turning into Dave doing a PSA for proper squid sand <laughs> <That's so> funny. <laughs>
3: From our sponsors at the New Jersey Department of Safety.
0: <laughs> from the New Jersey Quicksand Authority our sponsors just, our sponsors for the month of August
1: it's just Polly D that's, that's so funny
0: <laughs> uh so yeah that's my number 2 uh remember to loosen up that quicksand with uh small movements of your legs and allow the water to seep in and break up that compacted sand and while you're doing that remember that bloodbath is on his way
1: and guys, let's not like, uh, you know, we should really stress the importance of like, you know, maintaining like basic cardio, like throughout your day to day life, because yes. uh, this Zombieland. is going to be something that takes. Yeah, this is going to take up a lot of energy, dude. Right. So I'm I'm thinking like, you know, at the very least, 15 to 35 minutes of jogging lightly a day, a couple of crunches and you, you're you're ready for it. <laughs> also bagel bites.
0: Cardio. <laughs> the number one rule of zombies and uh escaping from quicksand cardio
1: <laughs> and playing soccer
0: nah cardio is pretty optional in soccer you can just be the keeper
1: do yeah I good do. call yeah <laughs> <laughs> only, only right.
0: suckers run around all game long i'll be over here
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and if i mess up twice like it's still probably fine
0: <laughs> well if i mess up twice as the keeper that means that the rest of the team didn't do their job so it's not my fault yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like why do you even have defending positions if they're not going to defend?
0: Why do you even have strikers if they're not going to score more than two goals? I mean, why do on. you even <laughs>
1: have why do you even have soccer if it's the lamest and worst sport and I hate it?
0: <laughs> uh, I can't support you there. There are definitely yeah, what, what, lamer what up, our
1: Scottish fan base?
0: <laughs> um, all right, bloodbath. What's your number two?
4: My number two, if I found myself in the highly unlikely incident that I'm up to my nips and quicksand, I would simply stay calm and remember that all I had to do is say, go, go gadget arms. <laughs> and my arms will extend and grab the tree, uh, the nearest tree branch, or I can get, I, or if there's not a tree branch nearby, I can say, go, go, gadget legs. And my legs will extend to the point which they hit uh, the bottom of the sand pit. And I can uh, stand up and climb myself out of the quicksand because or- I am indeed <laughs> inspector gadget. And I have the ability <laughs> to uh, extend my arms and legs as far as I need them to. I can also say go go gadget helicopter and a helicopter will pop that's, out of that's my what cat. I was gonna say. Yeah,
1: the helicopter hat, dude, for sure. Actually, it's really float fucking away. crazy. I, I was like, I have I one hundred percent have inspector gadget powers on my list that I'm looking at right now. Like the first <laughs> the first thing I thought of was go-go gadget helicopter hat. <laughs> like but like literally when I started thinking, I was like, Yeah, you know what? I could probably inspector my get ga- inspector gadget my way out of this one.
0: Do you guys think that Inspector Gadget has a set number of gadgets, or can he literally just make up anything?
1: Nah, he's got a set number, dude. He's fine. What I will say is, like, it doesn't matter if he does or not, because they're going to use that as, like, a deus ex machina to solve any problem that they have throughout any fucking possible situation he could be in. Too, but I'd like to no. think it's, like, James Inspector Bond added- and Q... Like Inspector Gadget
3: screwed up every time, and Brain had to save the fucking day, right?
2: I don't know, yep, dude. I remember okay. that copter
1: hat working a lot, man.
2: No, he flew no, upside man. down, you yeah. moron. He,
1: he flew was upside very
2: down in the opening
1: credits, but it, uh, did you guys watch Inspector Gadget? There were 837,000 episodes, dude. Like, it, it worked a lot of the time. <laughs>
2: It
3: never did what he needed it to do, though. That was the point. That's why it was funny. And then the little girl and the dog.
1: Penny actually. Did. <laughs> I yeah, right. I, I, I you know, yeah, yeah, Show some respect, Alan. If you're gonna talk about Inspector Gadget, you shit on me at least. Remember the little girl's name. See, guys, this is what, this is why I'm right, right? Like it, they they all work. He wouldn't be alive if they didn't work.
0: See, so this is what would happen: is you would say "Go, go, gadget!" Uh, like helicopter hat, and it would just like. Pop your head off of your neck and fly away with with your decapitated <laughs> head.
1: Does anybody else think that, like, if they did, like, I know they did a real life Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick and it was real aim, but do you think it would have been a lot better if they would have used Michael Richards as Inspector Gadget or is that just me? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah to that me, to, cool. somebody get a hold of J.J. J. Abrams. Of but instead
4: of doing that, they made an, a, a sequel with French Stewart.
1: Yeah, Ooh. they did. That's real. He's not joking. That's real. So and if he, you want to see and, and, French and, and, Stewart not use his fucking gadgets Valentine's like Day. Matthew
4: Broderick, then you're in luck. <laughs> but anyway, yes, uh, go, go, gadget powers is how I would get out of the quicksand.
0: Yeah. That's
4: and it's, probably,
0: it's probably how you ended up in quicksand in the first place. From a
1: helicopter. Run around
4: the shores of New Jersey investigating a (laughs) apple thief or some goddamn bullshit.
1: (laughs) Quadruple homicide.
4: (laughs) (laughs) There's just a dark and gritty Inspector Gadget remake. (laughs) He's just following like sex crimes and just human trafficking. (laughs) He's like,
1: Oh no, (laughs) right. And his every, shoes turn every into roller episode. skates
4: and he can't stop and falls off the pier.
1: Every episode we come up with something that can make us $10 million. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, so today's idea is Law & Order SVU with Inspector Gadget and Ice Cube. Or Ice-T. No, no, fuck that. Yeah, not not ice, ice Cube. Tea. It's Ice Cube. We're, we're <laughs> changing out the ice.
1: I think we should make it vanilla ice. And then he dies real quick. <laughs>
0: He dies in episode one, and they, they have to call up Ice-T, but he's like, nah, I'm retired. I don't do that anymore.
1: <laughs> but they're like, look, just come back. come back for one case. Come back for one case, please. You're the hey. only fucking detective on the force that can do it. You're a loose yeah. cannon, but we need this you.
0: This is exactly, we need someone who's not in the force anymore.
1: <laughs> That's right. Leave your job <laughs> as the head chef at a star resort. You're coming <laughs> back to the force
4: i'm just saying you guys have set my number one up really well i'm very surprised that it's turned out this way
0: i'm also
1: now excited to hear that
0: (laughs) uh all right let's move into number ones then and before we do that let's hear a word from our sponsor Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones, and we record super late at night for, the, for most of us, actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners. 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number 3 in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So, follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram, and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. We're back, ready for number ones. So, Alan, what is your number one coolest way to escape from quicksand?
3: So, um I guess, you know, I'm not not a fan of quicksand, obviously. I'm willing to tether myself to Bloodbath for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> so if I'm if I'm in quicksand, something fucky is going on. Um, and so I would roll the dice in Jumanji again until the quicksand (laughs) turned into wood. And then I would have blood that shot me out of the quicksand.
1: Alan just did like to be the two greatest quicksand scenes in the history of like film, like of all time. Like, I mean, okay, I guess it's not scenes in legend, of the hidden temple, but you did two very, very cool things right there. Would you be a monkey?
0: (laughs) I mean, not, like willingly.
1: No, I mean, not. He already looks like a monkey. It's fine.
0: Alan's number three is, uh, I roll the dice in Jumanji until the quicksand turns to wood and bloodbath comes and chops me out. Oh, and also I'm a monkey.
2: Who? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I also like,
4: it's funny that scene he's, you know, sinking in the floor because it's supposed to be quicksand. And like, they cut to the next scene, and their aunt walks in the. Somebody walks in the front door, and like, they just see him like, s- like coming through yeah. the ceiling like halfway. And I'm like, if he, I'm like, he could have just gone through the quicksand and not even roll the dice and just like fallen down the stairs and been fine. Like, it's not like it was a endless like pit <laughs> where he was gonna suffocate. Like, he would have just come out the ceiling and been like, oh, all right. That was.
3: It was a really long drop because the house was huge, right? Yeah, I mean, he'd
4: be—he'd definitely be hurt, but I mean, he's not going to suffocate.
3: He had had lived in the jungle for twenty-five years or something, so he's probably taken a fall or
1: two. It it was the kid, first off, and secondly, what I'll say is, like, if the floor that I'm standing on—that has been nothing but floor my entire life—turned into quicksand, I'm not just gonna be like, "Oh no, it's cool, it's a regular floor." Like, I'll just like go right through. It was
3: absolutely not the kid. It was totally Rob. It was Robin Williams. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, fine. Maybe I'm just thinking of the monkey thing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the monkey kid used the axe to cut him out because the poison plants had... the poison plants yeah shot
1: the girl yeah. and so she was sleeping kirsten dunst early kirsten dunst yeah the only part i remember is david allen greer like on if i could just be honest with you guys <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh,
1: hey, he's just like float he just floating down the like river when they unleash the monsoon from the house and he sees the giant alligator and he just starts screaming <laughs> peak david allen yeah. greer ooh we Ooh-wee. i
0: look just like buddy holly uh-oh, and you're David Allen Greer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm telling t- 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 you, Dave, you could do, like, I'm t- <laughs> telling you that it is, again, this is the second $10 million idea we've had tonight. Like, that, but just talking about David Allen Greer. ooh we ooh, he was in Jumanji. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> And also in the army now, I'm telling you, dude, like this is this is ten million dollars. This, this is a great this is
0: a great cover band idea who uh, they just cover popular like rock songs, but all the themes are like weird owl covers that are they're like weird owl style, they're all themed around David Allen Greer movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like the band's name is Dag.
4: <laughs> Blank man. Yeah, I'm sure you like the I'm sure you prefer this version of Jumanji versus the remake with The Rock, Aaron.
1: That movie was good. I, I, I absolutely did not see that movie. I watched it. It was a perfect... It has The Rock in it.
0: It was a perfect airplane movie. I watched it on an airplane. I, I bet it would it be like a good a movie
1: airplane you movie. To intentionally fall asleep to? Yeah, I believe that. What?
0: Okay, so <laughs> this is... Uh, it might be a little bit too much thought for like an actual top three episode, but there's a difference between like movies you want to sit at home and like really pay attention to and movies on an airplane. And Jumanji was great for an airplane. Fair enough. Uh, all right, Aaron, what's your number one coolest way to escape from
1: quicksand? One is that I am rescued by helicopter. Piloted by Bloodbath, uh, and what they do is they hover over me and they uh, put down a rope ladder for me to grab onto. But instead of it being a rope ladder, it's a chain made of half-naked women. Okay, so all of these women are definitely going to be very, very strong because you're going to need like 18 to 20 of them uh, to, to to really get down like close enough for me to grab onto, right? And uh, the thought I have in my head is that. Like, I'm climbing up a chain of naked women to escape the worst situation of my life. I'm like, how can I make the worst situation that ever happened to me into the best situation that ever happened to me in, like, 14 or 15 seconds? Uh, I also also thought it'd be really cool, like, if it was the chain of naked women, but they, like... uh, well, what was that what were those things called when we were kids barrel of monkeys right but it is so they're <laughs> like h- hooked together like barrel of monkey style instead of like slowly like hovering down to me it's like a quick little hey like we're swinging through we're just gonna grab you and pull you out in like five or six seconds um but when i like, you know when i when i like when i like logically break this down um i, I was kind of thinking like what do I love more than anything in the world? And the, the half-naked ladies, it was just almost immediate. Like, I really didn't even actually had to put any thought into it at all. Uh, but number one, rope ladder from a helicopter piloted by bloodbath, completely composed of half-naked women.
0: That's super weird. My honorable mention is a rope ladder made of half-naked bloodbath <laughs> coming from a helicopter yeah. piloted but- by a half-naked woman.
4: You couldn't
1: handle that many naked bloodbaths, let me tell you. See, dude, mine was, mine was gonna be half-naked bloodbaths, and then my I, I thought, like, I could not handle that many half-naked bloodbaths.
0: So, you here's couldn't. the thing. I also imagine Aaron climbs up the rope ladder of half-naked women, and then when he gets to the top, he, like, unhooks it, and they just fall out of the helicopter, and he <laughs> yes, has bloodbaths yes. fly away. I,
1: I have no more use for them. It's just just for the... This is for the pod. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they get stuck in the quicksand. I
3: just love that the most unrealistic thing about this situation is that Aaron has the upper body strength (laughs) to climb (laughs) up.
1: I thought you were to go a different route. Like you're like, I think the most unrealistic thing about this is that Aaron is touching a half naked woman.
0: (laughs) No, I obviously Bloodbath knows how to fly a helicopter. Clearly.
1: Yeah. That that that's what spawned the whole bloodbath theme top 3 for me was that he he's a pilot, he's always got soda and he has a sword. I was like, okay, I can make I, I can make I can make a list or I can build around this.
0: Yeah, 100%. Ooh, we you I look just like Buddy
1: Holly. <laughs> you know what? I cha- <laughs> I cha- I changed my list. It's half Naked David Allen Greers. <laughs> sorry ladies you had your chance
0: that's more like it yeah
1: (laughs) you're you're like that's weird like half the people on our honorable mention viewer responses uh said half naked david allen greers too
0: yeah it's it's really weird like i didn't put that on my list but now i see that i'm the one who's wrong
1: can i make all three of mine half naked david allen greers
0: retroactively like it's bloodbath, but it's also David Allen Greer at the same time.
1: So the, this impossible. is and like, and like, <laughs> so not, not only like, am I going to say like, you know, bloodbath is the pilot of it. Like, let, let's look at this logistically. How am I going to get that many strong half naked women onto a helicopter? The answer to that is also bloodbath like that. He takes care of stuff like that. You know what I mean? So if I go to bloodbath and I'm like bloodbath, I'm going to need a helicopter full of half naked women. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you when I need them, but I need you to have that ready for me at any moment when you your lassie senses go off. I know Bloodbath will do that for me.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's a there's a montage He's the guy. of there's a montage of Bloodbath training all of these half naked <laughs> David Allen Greers to to be ready for the moment. <laughs>
1: He just goes to like a female bodybuilding show and gives them all five hundred dollars and says, "When I need you, I need you." Yeah,
0: here's a here's a pager. When 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 I call, be ready.
1: <laughs> be at the ready.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that.
2: That's a good it's idea. It's because he
0: knows, he, it's he, knows he can do that. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> because he already has a training program like that in place. Correct. Um, All right, I will give my number one. Coolest way to escape from quicksand is to remember that uh, due to the relative densities of the human body and quicksand, quicksand is twice as dense as a human body, so you would naturally float and at most would sink down to your waist. So it's pretty unrealistic that you would even reach uh, quicksand up to your nips. And the coolest thing to to do is to be educated And uh, remember, (laughs) it's impossible to drown in quicksand. Uh, The worst that would happen is you get stuck in quicksand uh, next to the ocean and then the high tide comes in. But you have some time so stay calm and uh, use your cellular telephone or perhaps your satellite telephone if you're in the jungle and call for help. That's my number one. What what, no what, what? if you don't screen, get a signal? Bitches. That's why you have a satellite phone.
1: What if I don't have a satellite phone?
0: Well, then you're unprepared for an expedition into the jungle, my friend.
1: Damn it. Dave lawyered me pretty hard right there. You brought this on yourself. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't have gone to new jersey.
3: <laughs> I was reading about quicksand and apparently the most common way is to die if you are stuck in quicksand if you die because I also read that you obviously, it's based on the densities, you can't sink far enough in without... Yeah, go. Is it starvation? No. Well, I mean, I guess maybe. Um, Exposure is one of the most. And then um, uh, predation, so being eaten or killed by something. Um, Which obviously is more likely to happen in, in, like, a wild and dangerous place like New Jersey yeah, than, exactly. than, say, like,
0: the Amazon or something. Yeah. You know?
1: In, in Charlotte. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be, like, exposure, dehydration, the high tide coming in if you're near the ocean. Right, yeah. things like that.
1: A curious alligator. A
0: curious <laughs> yeah. alligator. A a curious resident of the state of New Jersey.
1: (laughs) A couple of hungry lizards.
3: Bloodbath turns on you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Remember
0: that. uh, You have a satellite phone on your jungle expedition and Bloodbath is circling in a helicopter nearby (laughs) in case you radio the SOS.
1: Full of naked ladies and soda, dude. Let's go.
0: David Allen Greer's and soda.
1: (laughs) All right, fine, whatever. (laughs)
0: Uh, So that's my number one is uh, remembering that it's actually impossible to drown in quicksand. And the worst that can happen is you slowly die of exposure, dehydration, drowning or predation. None of those sound very terrifying or horrible at all, though. So don't worry.
4: I won't worry then. (laughs)
1: bloodbath bloodbath, you're the one one that has to worry like you're like you are literally saving all of us at any given time (laughs) yeah um
0: bloodbath what's your number one
4: well my number one coolest way to get out of quicksand if I were into it up to my nips would be that I would just stay calm and remember that whether I make it out or I die there, it doesn't matter because I know that my friends will travel the globe to find all the dragon balls so they can assemble them (laughs) and call upon the eternal dragon and wish me either out of the quicksand or wish me back to life. So my number (laughs) one is that you guys, you guys specifically will go find the dragon balls and wish me back. I I will
1: say that Bloodbath (laughs) is the Krillin of our group. Alan is Yabja.
2: (laughs) Yabja.
1: (laughs) You are Uh, the Krillin, man. You're the fan favorite. You know what I mean? You're always there, dude. To help a hand. Like, you die eight or nine times. You know, we bring you back, because you're cool.
0: (laughs) And we're going to use the Dragon Balls to bring Bloodbath back to life, and then we're going to wait six months for him to run down that like rainbow highway to get back
1: <laughs> snake way, snake way. Uh, <laughs> my what i think the funniest like bloodbath to krillin like thing would be is if like you know how krillin's bald and bloodbath shaves his head like bloodbath just decides to grow like his hair back for no reason that's okay. the full krillin bloodbath experience right there <laughs> hair lot hair club for men <laughs> just plugs <laughs> no, but
0: Krillin's Krillin's got that like design on his head, right?
1: Yeah, he's yes. got like the little dots
0: or whatever. Yeah, so what we're saying, yeah, he's got those six dots on his forehead. So bloodbath, we're gonna need you to get those tattooed ASAP.
1: Yeah, right uh, now. Do you can't we just top? remove
4: can't we just get tattoo removal on his so he doesn't have them anymore?
1: <laughs> no nope, nope. that's going to cost way more money uh, barbell brew go ahead and send us $50 so we could do that
0: yeah
4: <laughs> uh, money please um, but yes I know it'll be a hard journey for you guys to travel across the world and find said dragon balls but if you don't do it I'm going to haunt you forever and make your lives <laughs> a little hell
1: just, just like the vision of Krillin with hair does to me to this day. Uh, See, gross. like the yeah, issue dude. though what is that
3: shit. we all we all have full time jobs, you know, so we could only do it on the weekends, and it took them an entire season, and none of them worked. So uh, you know, like yeah. finding the Dragon Ball, it's gonna it's gonna be time consuming.
4: Yeah, it is, but we'll you get guys it. Have we'll
3: get it done. Be. Don't worry, we'll get it done. But I'm just saying, it may take may take some time.
1: How bad of a fan response would we get if we just did a Dragon Ball Z top three episode? Do you think like only four people would listen? Or do you think it'd be like more like seven people?
0: I I don't (laughs) think. Yeah, I don't think a Dragon Ball Z episode would be like any less popular than like, I don't know, like a detailed Uh, video game podcast or something. A quick,
1: a quicksand episode. Yeah,
0: an episode about quicksand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love that top three, by the way, Bloodbath. Nice that you You and Alan both killed it tonight on those, like, think about it type things.
0: Yeah. Love it. Those are good. That was good. I really thought Bloodbath was going to do like a really heartfelt thing, and then it turned into a Dragon Ball Z reference. And that's why Bloodbath is the fan favorite.
1: (laughs) Right. The Dragon Ball Z talk. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Uh, All right. Let's get into Honorable Mentions. And honorable mentions will be lightning round style as always. And we'll start with Alan. What's your honorable mention coolest way to get out of quicksand?
3: Oh, um, I would stand on Aaron's shoulders.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. He's just suffocating.
1: That's got whatever
0: it took, to uh, it. <laughs> whatever it took to get Aaron in the quicksand with you, like you lure him with a like a bagel with cream cheese on it, or a... I'm also
1: tethered to him. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes, get Aaron in that quicksand. Yeah, and get up on his shoulders. I dig it.
3: Climb up, stand on his shoulders, profit, and jump out. Yeah, profit.
0: Uh, Aaron, what's your honorable mention?
1: All right, my honorable. <laughs> So my, 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 this is making me like I should have made my number one. All right. So my honorable mention is eating my way out. <laughs> like,
2: You're gonna <laughs> <getting> eat sand? <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna eat the quicksand until I can easily step out of it. You're just gonna uh, hungry,
0: hungry hippos your way yep. out of it?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. uh So honorable mention: eating my way out.
0: Uh okay my honorable mention is uh something similar is to realize that it's not actually quicksand at all and that it's actually uh roasted red pepper hummus and you have a backpack full <laughs> of pita <heated laughs> and you eat your way out of it.
1: Hell yeah dude this is why me and Dave are best friends and I don't like Alan or Bloodbath that much. <laughs> right. That would be
3: the most delici- delicious misadventure of all time.
1: Absolutely. Get to dip in, son. <laughs> Yeah, you're telling it, and you're telling that story in those bars to those Belize girls. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Luckily, I had a backpack full of fucking pita chips. So,
0: yeah. So uh, be careful if you're out hiking near the uh, the the southern hummus pits. Uh, Bloodbath. What's your honorable mention? Um, my
4: honorable mention. Uh, well. <sighs> Originally, my honorable mention was going to be um, I just would not be anywhere where there's quicksand. Uh, My argument (laughs) argument was simply that uh, I don't uh, I don't know where there is quicksand. I didn't think we had any in the northern hemisphere. I thought it was going to be all South America and Africa, but um, I just uh, I've got no desire to leave the country, and I'm not going to be running around a jungle where quicksand is going to be around me. So my honorable mention was. I just won't be around Quicksand. But <laughs> since Boom! Aaron sort of made it since Aaron's since the the uh parameters of the episode didn't dictate it that way, then my honorable mention would be that I use the force
1: <laughs> and just get out of the Quicksand. I, I also ha I have Luke Skywalker lifting me out of it. <laughs> That's one of my own
0: <laughs> Uh all right good okay let's get on to our listener responses which were excellent yeah um, i'm so excited we, for this we did not get many listener responses because we asked for uh, a bit more creativity than normal but the those of you that took the time uh these are all excellent responses and we love and appreciate all of you So I'll get us started with mo who's number three coolest way to get out of quicksand is uh, they strap you to a bungee slingshot from a thrill park and shoot you 500 feet into the air? <laughs> yeah. His number two is the you are towed out of quicksand by the Pope mobile uh, with the Pope in the like the glass thing, <laughs> so he's waving at you as they do it. <laughs> he's he's praying. Uh, His number one is you fall through the Mm -hmm. bottom of the quicksand and wind up in a hollow earth setting uh, from Godzilla versus (laughs) Kong. (laughs) And uh, his honorable mention is uh, any uh, escape related to Bill Murray's Baloo character from the Jungle Book. (laughs)
1: Hell yeah. All right, next up we have Matt. And these are his top three ways to get out of quicksand. Uh, His number three is a helicopter pulls you out the suspended ladder. Very cool. Not Naked Ladies, not David Allen Greer, but still very (laughs) practical and cool. Uh, His number two is suddenly realizing you have mutant powers of flight. Uh, His number one is (laughs) coming coming from your mushroom trip. Okay. All right. Coming down from your mushroom trip and realizing you. (laughs) you've broken into your local Chuck E. Cheese and you're in a ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> I had to piece that one together but that's also <laughs> a very meta answer and I love it. Nice to done. <laughs> I love uh, <laughs> before this, I love Christopher's number three so much because there's so there's a top three to talk about this specifically. That's very funny. Um, uh,
3: next up is Christopher, whose number three is saved by a gorilla. Uh, Number two is use a snake as a whip. And number one is Shaq and Charles Barkley make a human chain to get me out.
0: Oh, that's great. And Shaq and Charles Barkley are like making Shaq and Charles Barkley (laughs) comments about this situation.
1: (laughs) You're too ugly to get him out of the hole, Shaq. That was my Charles Barkley uh, impression. Uh, Feel free to follow me on Charles Barkley impressions on Twitter.
4: (laughs) All right, Dana, number three, Sabrina the Teenage Witch cast a spell to save you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> number two, Aladdin, Aladdin swoops in on a magic carpet. And number one, an elephant saves you with its trunk. Oh,
2: your yeah. number two, your number
4: two is not really offering a way of you getting out. Just that the, that the uh, genie, uh, that Aladdin just uh, swoops up. You might have a lamp or anything or a genie. Uh, I'm
1: telling that. you, yeah, I'm telling you, this is going to leak into season two. And this is just, this is just great drama for the pod. uh good
0: answers that will do that's everybody who wrote in uh again those of you who took the time and came up with these uh these funny ways to get out of quicksand uh we love you we appreciate you and we will contact you about replacing Aaron in season two
1: (laughs) it's the it's the the me not saying david allen greer first thing isn't it i think my I think my favorite
0: one is, uh, the Pope mobile being towed out and the Pope is in the glass thing. And
1: he's looking at you the whole time. You know, he's what? it's going to be really hard for face. me to say my lifelong nemesis. Mo had the best one, but <laughs> let's, let's, let's go ahead and give Mo the win here. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> bless like, no, fuck it. Thank you <laughs> again. Thanks everybody who
0: wrote in, uh, we'll be, we'll continue to post, um, listener response uh, calls about a week before recording, give you some time to think about them. So if you want to participate in further episodes, keep your eyes on our social media pages. Um, Again, about a week before we'll post uh, the upcoming topics and take your top threes. So that is the end of this episode. And that is the end of season one of a top three podcast.
1: Ding, 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 ding. thinking my cowbell impression? You can follow me at Cowbell Impressions on Twitter.
4: <laughs> you have like one
1: follower. <laughs> yeah, it's Dave. Yeah, it's me. He's the only one who laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, guys. One season though. I'm so yeah. proud of everybody. Seasons Alan. done. Good job. That's guys. uh,
0: that's 20, 20 episodes down um not sure i wasn't sure like when we started doing this i wasn't sure how many we would get done or if we would even get together to do the first one um but uh doing 20 of them uh has been a ton of fun it's honest it's honestly like the highlight of the like the week when it's time for uh recording uh we've had some really awesome guests in the first season we'll have some more Probably the same people, but we'll have some new people come on (laughs) in season two for sure. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, any thoughts about season one of the podcast?
4: Good work, everybody. Beer's on me. You guys all did a fine job. Uh, No, it was a lot of fun. I agree with Dave. Um, It's definitely the highlight of my week when we do this. It's fun to come up with a idea and a topic and you know if it's something that we're a little bit passionate about to kind of you know make some notes and write some stuff down uh it's definitely a creative outlet for me for sure it's definitely a, a hobby uh you know we all work full-time jobs like Alan said earlier and it's nice to have this um something kind of easy and fun to do for a hobby and uh you know best part obviously is that we you know Aaron and I live across the street from each other but you know alan you're in west virginia and uh, dave you're in korea so um it's a nice way for us all to be able to hang out with each other um you know every week so been
1: a lot of fun yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: and to, and to add on to that like that that's like my favorite part about this whole thing is that i actually get to talk to dave and alan on a semi-regular basis you know what i mean like we actually all find time to like hang out even though we can't uh but the other thing is uh even the guests we have too you know craig rat boy sarah scott errington uh (laughs) alan's brother that got craig obliterated drunk uh preface (laughs) for season two uh but yeah that's the cool thing about it is like we were you know it's been we're we're getting old dudes you know what i mean and it's really cool that like we're still able to be like yeah let's get together and talk about buttholes for three hours and like (laughs) we'll still want to talk to each other the next day so that's that's my favorite part. And if anybody is actually like still this far into the episode, like seriously, it's very, very cool. Like this is why we do this, man, because we just we want to make y'all laugh. Except for Alan. We gotta edit out a lot of what he says because <laughs> I don't I
3: don't want to make you laugh.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I, I mean, sorry, everybody.
0: When we uh when we started doing the podcast, I honestly thought that like for a few episodes, our, like, closest friends would listen to it, and uh, then everyone would stop listening to it, and, like, like my mom would stop listening to it and stuff like that. But uh, we that did not happen, and we do have a sizable number of people who are listening every week and participating in our top three calls, um, people that we had lost contact with for a long time, Uh, So that's been one of the very, very cool things about that, too, is like with our guests and also uh, with the people who are listening, um, like keeping in contact and uh, renewing contact and meeting new people uh, has been really, really cool. It's been uh, it's been a ton of fun. So season one is in the books. Season two will be back. So this episode will be releasing on Uh, Let me check the calendar. This episode will be releasing on July 6th, and we're going to take about a month off from releasing new episodes. We're still going to record episodes during that time, but we're going to take a month off from releasing. Um, For a couple reasons, we want to build up uh, kind of a backlog of episodes that are finished in case, uh, you know, someone goes on vacation or uh, something happens. We want to have some episodes banked up, we also want to uh, spend some time um, to give everyone some time to listen to our older episodes. We have 20 episodes now, and uh, we want to highlight some of the episodes we did maybe before you joined uh, people listening. So again, keep your eyes on our social media pages for upcoming episodes. Like I said, we're still recording. We'll still take your top threes. It'll just be about a month or so before we release a new episode. Um And also, if you haven't uh, listened to our episodes before, this will give you a chance to go back, um, find a topic that you're interested in, um, and hear what we have to say about it. And so keep your eyes on our social media pages at a top three podcast. um, And anyone have anything uh, to say before we wrap up season one?
1: Go Pellies! (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh thanks everybody for listening. It's been a lot of fun. We're gonna uh we got a lot of cool stuff coming up, so
0: yeah. We have some uh we have some good topics coming up um uh, in season two. Season two uh premiere episode will be top three cocktails uh featuring Greg Paris. Um hmm. <laughs> and uh <laughs> we have no idea how that episode's gonna go. Um uh, no idea if bloodbath is going to be combative at all about people's <laughs> cocktails.
1: I'm not I'm I'm just going to make a prediction that somebody's going to say something about the 4th of July but the 4th of July will have already passed. Just
0: a prediction guys. Just a prediction. Um so yeah, be ready for new episodes in about a month or so. Um and again, keep your eyes on social media, participate in our upcoming topics. So, thank you everybody who's listened this far. Uh, we love everybody. Alan, Aaron, Bloodbath, love you guys. I'll see you soon. Everybody else, see you later.
2: Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a wonderful time.
0: <laughs> Watch out for quicksand.